Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Ernest, listen up. When people all around the world first started going out protesting this summer, you'd hear it over and over. This time is different. But how? And who are the people trying to make it different? In Gimlet's new podcast, Resistance, host Saeed Tijan Thomas Jr. brings us stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives told by the generation fighting for the change. It's a show about people refusing to accept things as they are and how we can make sure this time really is different. Resistance is out now. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. So I don't think people fully understand, like I said, especially like we, we come from New York and mm -hmm. um, well, you actually told me that there's a lot of mobile homes in New York, yeah. but like yeah. the New York City area, metropolitan area and, um, you know, a lot of listeners that may be from like cities, they don't fully understand how big of an industry mobile 
um, parks home, homes are. Mm-hmm. So I did some research. So it's 22 million Americans live in mobile homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, how lucrative is it? Like, on an ROI standpoint, how lucrative <laughs> is the mobile home industry? Man, well, listen, it's the <laughs> highest cash on cash return of any real estate investing. Like, I didn't believe it at first until, I'm going to give you an example. Our average returns are 250% ROI on per deal that we do. How long does it... Does Six, Our normal turnaround is 60 days. We know, now we're to the point that we flip a house, we flip it in less than 15 days. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So... Since you said that, can you can, 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 can you uh, can you can you break down a deal and like kind of explain like how does that work? Cool. So I'm gonna break down with a deal. So we had a deal. Uh, we purchased a home for three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right, in Indiana, and the home that it didn't need any work from an older lady. No, and most of the situations, right, most people don't really know the value of their homes. And three grand said cool. So what we did was we said, you know what, we're gonna open up for seller finance. We're gonna help somebody get affordable housing. In that area, the average rent we normally base it off the average rent. It was $800, right? So we say, okay, we're going to be comparable. Now, in a park, if you're doing mobile home investing in a park, the park has lot rents, just like HOA fees, okay? So you have to pay monthly those. This park was, it was at $372. So, all right, a lot fee. What, what's the lot fee? So it's like an HOA fee. They're paying for the trash. They're paying for uh, the water. Just to stay, stay on the actual. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, the park owns the land. The land, right. yeah. And so you own the actual. You can't just park your, right. your, your mobile home anywhere. No. no, it has to be inside of a, a <laughs> license, like a park that has a permit and it's mm-hmm. own. It's like a okay, right? And so normally, like the ones that like you drive, like the RVs, those are different, right? You yeah. go, you can go take drive those and go into a park and pay like a fee. But normally, the ones that you see are kind of just like on actual like land, like those right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you can move those, but it's not costly. Mm-hmm. Um, normally about two two grand or so to move them, depending on how many miles. Okay. But in this case, uh, so we so we said, hey, you know, we'll take four twenty eight monthly. Okay. Um, so it was eight hundred bucks. So how it did, we put them on a sixty month term because remember, it's a mobile home is pretty much a motor vehicle in most states. It is not actually real estate; it's real property mm-hmm. unless you put it on on land. So this particular deal, we're getting eight hundred a month. We're getting cash flowing four twenty eight. We put them on a sixty month term. At the end of that sixty month term, that three thousand we turned to twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Was twenty was it twenty five thousand six twenty? Mm-hmm. So that's seven hundred percent return on investment we created. So you the the rent that you guys were collecting was four hundred a month four twenty eight. Yeah. And you how much did you buy it for? Three thousand. How how do you buy something for three thousand <laughs> and charge? How much were they? They were paying eight hundred dollars a month in rent. Yes. Because how is that how is that possible? So with that. We, we so instead of them renting an apartment, right? Because they, they get if they rent an apartment for eight hundred dollars, they not they got no equity in it. Mm-hmm. So what we're providing is just equity in that house, right? The thing is, we buy it for so low, right? We don't necessarily have to say, okay, we're gonna only sell it for five thousand, right? We still operate because if you think about the the number, it's still a house, it's still a home for them. So a twenty at the end of the day, a twenty five thousand dollar house, where are you still gonna get a move in ready twenty five thousand dollar house? So you, no, that's crazy. But I was just like, <laughs> but if why would somebody not just buy it on their own? If they like, why would you rent for eight hundred if it only costs three hundred three thousand to buy? Yeah. So the thing is, for us being investors, it's almost like we buy an off off market property, mm-hmm. right? The most people don't really know that. Hey, I can go get that. And they, if they do, they definitely take advantage, yeah. right? For example, we have a house. Charnice just sold this week. Um, mm-hmm. We literally we got the house for fifteen hundred. We sold it to him for six thousand. He's gonna mm-hmm. move the home, right? We still. Doing a favor, but then at the same time, when we offer seller finance, we just offer. I usually 
I usually do anywhere from like $18. I look at $18 to $25 per square foot. So you could actually, with your, your financing, you could have no money and get a home? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So I can, <laughs> <laughs> right? So like I go in, I have no money. I'm like, yo, I want to get this home. That's where you come in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm offering. Because see, the thing is, most banks don't lend to mobile home. Like they, like the, like Warren Buffett, he has two lending companies because he understands Warren Buffett is in this game. He owns Clayton Homes. Okay. Warren Buffett lends mobile homes. Yeah, yes. so he owns Clayton Homes. That was an acquisition he bought in 1997. Clayton Homes is the largest like manufacturer home company in the country. So banks don't give the loans because are they looking at it as an like an automobile loan? Like how are they looking at it? They looking at it as a depreciating asset. Yeah. Whereas okay. for us, we look at it as value. So it's a depreciating asset because it has wheels and anything that with wheels depreciates, mm-hmm. correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. So is that true? Not nice. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, for us, we look at it. it we solve an affordable housing crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing. Like cities, we know what the cost of living is going up. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, wages are still staying the same. So people are getting pushed out. Like we see it every day. Like where it's gentrification, people can't afford. So for us, it's like, hey, listen, I get it. You've been living in this apartment for the last five to six years. Why don't you get your own asset, right? Because at the end of this, you can do the same thing. Most people that we educate that buy houses from us, we even teach them like, hey, this is how you sell your home mm-hmm. to get your money back or make more on your, on your home. So, so where are these, these mobile parks located in proximity to major cities, right? So we, we live in the, the New York Tri-State. Mm-hmm. Um, how many miles typically would a mobile park be located, right? Yeah, good question. So for you guys, I know you guys got one in Staten Island. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I told like you that. that. Like, I've been in, in New York. Uh, we've been in New York our whole lives. Like, I think I don't think I've ever been to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> like, shout got, out to Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and then we got a few students out in New York, and they normally work with parks in Jersey. Okay, so they go over to Jersey. Yeah, and, and about honestly, I, I would say about sixty miles. Um, if you're willing to go upstate New York. Um, I'm not sure the, the, the exact mileage, but I know you guys have a lot central and upstate New is, York. Is there like a mandated distance like that the like federal government will say, like, this is the, the furthest distance you can go before you create a park? So here's the thing. In modern days, so mobile home parks, the reason why you don't see a lot of them popping up right now, mm-hmm. because here's the reality, taxes, right? In, in America, it costs on the average is like 12000 to send a kid to school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys an example. I'm about to blow your mind real quick. Our taxes on our mobile homes per year, $160. Our taxes on our mobile homes in Indiana, $37. For the year? For the year. <laughs> so you got to think about it. If you have a kid wow. living, if you got children, you got two children, and it costs at least eleven, ten thousand dollars $10,000 to send them to school, that city is not eating from that. So cities really don't really like mobile home parks because of the taxes-wise. And most mobile home parks, they're using the city water. They're using the city uh, sewer. So... And you know, in that case, it's like, yeah, we not eating off that. We don't really like right. this over here. That's so, how, so I pay more on lunch money than that. I always, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's a question: You live in a mobile home, right? How do you? What is plumbing? How does that work? So I like. So everything is above ground. Everything is above ground. So the cool thing is, like, you know, if if you need something fixed, you they can go under the the actual mobile home to repair. So, but like your actual like, you go to the bathroom. It goes <laughs> underneath the like. Where does that go? Is it like a septic tank down there? Yeah, so normally most parks, okay. so here's the thing, most parks either have, they're hooked up to city sewer, so it, it will, they will have the hookup so it can go, you know, along with the city, or they have septic tanks. Got it. Okay. So like if it comes from your truck or your, your mobile home mm-hmm. into like a underground thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, all right. So so if, if, if the taxes are so low, right? So what's the, all right. 
What's the gig? Because it has to. Something's up, right? Something's got to be up. He's like, what's going on here? So, all right. The taxes are are low. You can buy a home for low. You can sell it for high. So why a, why would any, why why did, what's what's in it for the city or for the town to actually house these places? And how come more people aren't um, doing it? Mm, Good question. So, um, I would say first, well, the first question I'm going to answer, you said like, um, like why do, why do cities so most mobile home parks are grandfather in a lot of them really popped up in in the 40s 50s 60s 70s began because after the war the government invested into mobile homes, right? Mm-hmm. After they were using uh, actually old warplanes and using the tin, that's why most mobile homes are kind of like that that aluminum. They end up had they had a surplus of aluminum, so they like, yo, how can we use this? Boom, we build a house. So that's why mobile homes actually really start going. So in the 70s, when, like I said, once HUD got involved in the 70s, that kind of de- depreciated, right? They, the value of mobile homes, because at one point, mobile homes were the place to be. Like, yeah, you told me that. Well, you know, yeah, 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 it's like yeah. Lu- it used to be luxury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was kind of like suburbia. Most mobile homes are in rural, like suburbia, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to a lot of mobile home parks, they look like little, uh, I guess you can say, suburban neighborhoods. And once when HUD got involved, unfortunately, Think about uh, uh, the next generation. People start moving back to the city. Um, it they just kind of took the value down. So it was a it was a need for affordable housing. But with cities, these places were definitely grandfathered in. It's a lot of cities that, for example, let's say an owner actually sells a mobile home park. Sometimes they're like, "Yo, that's inhabitable." We, like they don't because mm-hmm. they don't really want because they don't really benefit from the mobile home park. So when did when did mobile homes get the bad name of like trailer parks and trailer mm-hmm. home? Like when did that? shift because you said that at first it was luxury and then it obviously it, it kind of got tarnished and people have bad ideas when they think about that so like at what point did that ha- even like you said like trailer park trash stuff like that like how did that happen so to my knowledge it was an article i'm not, not sure the exact year but i think and i know it was like in the late 60s and somebody had wrote a newspaper article about trailer trash and that just kind of stuck. The name mm-hmm. just kind of stuck. And then, of course, movies play. I think about horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Eight Mile. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, when y'all said mobile homes, the first thing I thought was Ozarks. Yeah. Was like, Yo, okay, it must be similar to that. Right, right. <laughs> and so the ones they show on television or they depict, I look at, honestly, it's almost like in the hood, right? They, mm-hmm. they depict, like, you know, what they, for example, Chicago, they're going to depict on certain shows that is just the gutter, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's very nice mobile home. It's a luxury. People don't know it. In San Francisco, they have a mobile home park that literally million-dollar mobile homes. The same double-wide that I can go purchase for 15000 is going for a million dollars in an area in San Francisco. Yeah, I saw Will Smith that had a mobile home. It was cost like $2 million. It was like a oh, yeah. two-story mobile home. Yeah, <laughs> like he, t- yeah. he travels like to movie sets with it. Okay. Yeah, That's dope. All right, so now we got the backstory. So now in the second segment, <laughs> we're going to go into some details and go over terms and, and key definitions. All right, so um, now we're going to go over some key terms, definitions, things of that nature. But before I start, um, we talked about pricing. But on average, since we're in Illinois, how much can, does a mobile home cost on average? So the average price in Illinois, uh, used mobile home, is right at $7,500. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for something new, like if you're getting a brand new home, they can start it right at about like uh, $35,000, $40,000. All right. Okay. And one of the things and the negative connotations that go with mobile homes is that they're not safe. So one of the questions I had was like, how safe are mobile homes? Man, I love that question. So <laughs> so mobile homes are actually since they're built in factories, they're wind tested. They're built to last uh, outstand 
tornadoes and mm-hmm. uh, earthquakes and things like that, right? The thing is, unfortunately, like you've seen maybe CNN or so, they may show they may show a mobile home park with like three three tops, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. gone. But yeah. it's not like, you know, back, I think, what's the movie? I'm not, uh, I forget whatever it is. But anyway, with the houses flying all the way around and things like that, mm-hmm. no, it's not like that. They actually built safe. So what's the lifespan, right? So sometimes, like, you know, a traditional uh, brownstone might be built in 1909. What's the lifespan of a, of a mobile home? Good question. So uh, the older ones, anything that's built after 1990, up to 30 years. The new ones are built to last within uh, 45 to 55 years. Okay. Okay. So as far as you was explaining that um, title, right? And it's, a, it's, it's different from like when you buy a, a home, like a regular home and you have a, a deed. So can you explain that, that process as far as like the, the title? It's, a lot, it's just, it's easy to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so as far as a mobile home, like a mobile home is considered a motor vehicle. So it's kind of like a car. So when you are selling the asset, you're just going down to the DMV or whatever your motor vehicle department is in your state, and you're just transferring that title. That's it? Yeah. How long does it take? About two weeks to come back. So the the closing, what's the typical closing from buying a home and having it up and running? Like, Yeah, so buy a Honestly, it's like a day. I mean, so you buying the home, you, of course, we're dealing with the park. So we're going to deal with the park manager. Our buyer has to sign some paperwork with the park. That's about 30 minutes to an hour. That's signing a lease for that lot rent that we talked about earlier. After that, we normally take our buyers. We go to the DMV together. We do that paperwork, transfer the title. That's about, again, a 15 minute process. And then they'll send a title back in the mail. That normally takes about two weeks. And then the new buyer will get the title. They'll own the asset now. And then we move on to the next deal. That was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the things when I, we were doing some research, it was like there's a difference between modular homes mm-hmm. and manufactured homes. What's mm-hmm. the biggest difference? So modular homes, more, more, more times you see uh, concrete-based work. So they have like they are, they are more plotted on cement, right? Whereas a manufactured home is... They're, they're literally sitting on cinder blocks. Mm. So that's what you see is called skirting. So you'll see like uh, right, like uh, some vinyl that's like right around the bottom of that. So that's what covers that up. But the house is actually sitting on cinder blocks. So, all right. What about insurance? Like insurance for a mobile home. Is it different from insurance to a regular home? Is it car insurance since it's actually transportation vehicle like how does that work are we calling geico what are we doing <laughs> what are we calling? yeah you literally can call geico though <laughs> like you literally, you're right you literally can so when it comes to mobile home insurance it's very similar to what you would get for homeowners insurance or renters insurance so you literally can call like geico state farm like your normal insurance companies and just let them know like you would like to get insurance on your mobile home and the typical cost for that is about like 14 15 a month so kind of similar to what you would pay for renters insurance wow yeah. So what's the process? Because you said like the park owns the land, right? But you mm-hmm. own the actual mobile home. Mm-hmm. What's the actual process to getting your mobile home into a park? Right, mm-hmm. So so that process, you'll be really looking for a mobile home park owner who who's looking for houses. And right now, it's like a gold rush, right? Like literally now, out of the forty four thousand mobile home parks, uh, four th- well, sorry, four thousand are institutionally owned, meaning like just corporations that own it. But it's really like the Wild West because they see the opportunity. Cap rates are crazy on these things. So for them, what's happening is you have literally called like bird, like bird dog watchers. They're going to other people's parks, right, from another owner. So let's say Rashad has this park, right? Mm-hmm. Now he hires me to come in Troy's park to to scout out some of Troy's houses to take back to his park. 
<laughs> like recruiting. Dirty right, game. right. Yeah. Dirty game. <laughs> Man, trust me, bro. So, like, what's some of the incentives that uh, um, a park or uh, a lot owner would say live in this lot as opposed to live in that lot? So the one thing, the cool thing in the newer mobile home parks, what they're trying to really do is make it a community base. Because that's one thing about mobile home parks get a bad rap. It's a really good community because everybody knows each other, right? Mm. Um, so, like, for example, it may be, you know, the amenities in the park. We got parks that got swimming pools and basketball courts. And- in, in the mobile home park? In the park? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the park. Yeah, it's like a whole exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so it's really just the amenities. Like, what can this park provide? Right, like, like one park we I love it because they give beautification awards for whoever has the best lawn. Right, some parks are pretty much like a concrete jungle or on concrete, but a lot of parks are. I mean, have like huge backyards, gated mm-hmm. fences, and garages, and like you'll be surprised at seeing some of the way this stuff is developed. So, all right, so you you have a mobile home, you you put it in the lot. But now the lot has a backyard and all that. So you have to pay for that backyard. Is that part of just the lot fee? Like, how does mm-hmm. that work? Yep, that's part of your, your, your lot fee. I look, I equivalent to almost like taxes, right? Because mm-hmm. I know here in Chicago, depending on a single family home, you may be paying anywhere from three grand to six grand on your taxes, right? I look at it, that's the same as taxes. If you kind of, if you add that number, if you're paying 375 a, you know, a month, when you look at the yearly, it's, it's pretty much still in line with taxes and some people pay in their cities so in real estate you know when people have multiple units and multiple uh assets they have property managers in the mobile home game you have park managers mm-hmm. is it similar or what's the differences in, in those two roles so the park manager's role is really to oversee the park for example you know make sure they fill in houses um you know if somebody's not paying their lot rent make sure they send them their notices um, a lot of parks have staff, so they have ha- other handymen on the park. But the cool thing about it is they're not really, uh, most parks don't, they do rentals, but they're not, let's just say, like fixing everything in the house, should you mm-hmm. say that. Okay. That's the, so, all right. So, there's two types of communities, right? There's mm-hmm. age-restricted and family communities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, uh, all age community would be like, you know, 18 to really all ages. The restricted ones is the more, they're normally 55 and older. So, it's more so retirement communities. And you normally see those uh, like down south, Florida, West Coast, like Arizona, California, um, Las Vegas. Like, you'll see the more restricted communities in those areas. Okay. So, how many people, like, how many homes are in a typical community? So it varies. It could be anywhere from 30 upwards to 500 homes. It really just d- depends on that particular park. And you said that they don't, the park manager doesn't come around to collect rent, right? So what's the process when somebody doesn't pay? Is it the eviction process? Are the deadlines the same as state regulated or is it faster for mobile homes? Honestly, from what we see, parks don't play no games. Man. <laughs> like I'm going to say this. like Most parks that we deal with, they give you 10 days. Okay. You get a 10-day notice and then after that, I mean, you can definitely pay, but um, if you're past that 30 days, they got paperwork already and they're starting yeah. that eviction process. Wow. So, all right. Um, what's the maintenance on mobile homes? Is it car maintenance? Is it house maintenance? Is it a combination of both? You have to change the oil? Like, <laughs> what's, what's the deal with that? My timing belt broke. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, literally, like regular house maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. The cool thing about a mobile home. All the materials are much cheaper than a traditional house, right? Brick and mortar. Because you're dealing with, um, most houses come with, you know, vinyl floors. They're coming mm-hmm. with, they say wallboard instead of drywall. 
Um, so most of your materials are, are cheaper. Um, so like maintenance, like I tell people, if you're doing a full rehab on a mobile home, let's say a, a, a full gut, 12 grand. So speaking of that, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, you said fix, fix up. So I, I, I took some notes. It's vinyl, it's real rock, it's um, foam insulated, uh, cinder block. So like, mm-hmm. all right, you're, you're fixing up and you're, you're rebuilding a mobile home, right? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Like you get a contractor to do that, and like how? Yeah, like what's the? How do you do that? Like is it just like a regular home or? So you can. Here's the thing: you can get a contractor, um, but it's a lot of people. A lot of mobile homes that use special contractors, right? They mm-hmm. just do mobile homes because a lot of t- the the ma- well the maintenance is a lot of times cheaper, um, and the materials are cheaper. Um, if I take somebody who has been doing all single family houses rehab, he comes to my mobile home. He's trust me, my price is gonna be a little bit higher because what he's used to, right? <laughs> um, but at the same time, we call him handyman. We got like a team of literally five guys, and when we need a rehab, we call them. They go ahead and do it. And the, and the biggest thing for us, like man, shout out to my guy uh, Packy Hood Estates. But just like we keep it clean, safe, and functional, that's our biggest thing. And that's his. We le- actually learned that model from him: clean, safe, fu- clean, safe, and functional. And longest, that's our biggest thing. Like, we're not coming in there trying to do a bogus job because you have people. Mobile homes don't have inspections really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talk, can you talk about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really like, again, since it's a, it's a motor vehicle asset, <laughs> it's, it's not as strenuous as a house. Like you, mm-hmm. yeah, There's no appraisal process. Exactly. No, not at all. Exactly. And that's why for us, it's like, yo, we adding this value because we're not going to let nobody come in and tell us like, no, wait, this is only worth four grand. Like, no. so as far as like getting started right how much money do you need to get started in the mobile home real estate industry i mean really we always tell our students like little to no money it really just depends on your market and really just how you're prospecting um you can literally like for me and byron we don't really touch anything over five thousand. that's the strategy that we have created and stuck with but even in like the higher markets, like we always say, like you can wholesale mobile homes, like you can still literally go in and still we call it like being that helper in a situation and helping a family to sell their home. And then again, you going in with no money down. You're just now just marketing the home and then taking a profit off that and then still making sure that they get the amount that they're looking for. So so, so how does the wholesaling? Because I know wholesale. anybody's not familiar with wholesaling real mm-hmm. estate. It's yeah. like you're pretty much like the middleman. You never right. actually own the home, <laughs> right. but you can make a profit. It's like if Troy wants to buy a home and you want to it's way much sell home you want to buy a home mm-hmm. and then I can come in and be like the middle person and mm-hmm. then make like 10,000 or 15,000 and mm-hmm. I don't really do any work there's no there's no risk there's no money that I put up anything mm-hmm. is it the same process for, for mobile homes yes mm-hmm. exact same process um, you know you can put them on the contract and the reality of it right now in this market is really no competition Mm-hmm. That is wide open. Like we're in Illinois, we only like that we personally we know of ten other investors, but we've only met two, and the, <laughs> and, and out of those, and the newer ones are our students. Wow. So as you as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, right? Yeah, it's cool to get the mobile home, right? Mm-hmm. But you said that the person that owns the land is the one who makes the profit. How do I go about getting the land? <laughs> do I have to buy a lot and then get licensing to have mobile homes on it? Like, what's that process? So that's dope. So, for example, let's say we get a lot of people like, yo, I got like 30 acres down in Mississippi. Like, can I put homes on it? It's like, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, you can. You know, like, honestly, if it's your land, you yeah. Like, I mean, the biggest thing is 
um, let, for example, let's say you just got raw land, right? So yeah, now you're gonna have to get septic and you're gonna have to get the well system installed. Okay. On the high end, that can run you up to like twenty two thousand. On the low end, you get all that installed. I hope you stay under ten. That'd be perfect. But let's say twelve five, right? Yeah. Now moving the house, depending on where you're moving it from, um, a lot of char- a lot of moving companies start off right about that thousand range, as long as it's under a hundred miles, depending on what it is. But let's say on a high end, your move is uh, five thousand, right? You still you look. Let's say you all in thirty thousand, right? Now you go get a house. You want to get a brand new house. Now you all in. Let's say you got another forty thousand, right? You still under a hundred thousand dollars. So you still under a hundred thousand dollars, right? And think about this. Now you can become the bank, right? You can either lease that land out forever, or you can just either package that up and now sell the land in the house. Okay. So um, for for buying it, do you buy it in? Uh an LLC or you just buy it like as a regular person? Like how, how do you do that? So when we started with buying in our personal, but now mm-hmm. we purchase all our homes in LLC. Why? Just from protection standpoint? Yes. And then from there, we go ahead and roll them in a trust. Don't, why, can you talk about that, the trust? Yeah. And it's really just keeping your name off. Right? We don't want people to know how mm-hmm. many assets we have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we just learned from a mentor that, hey, this is just an extra layer of protection for us. Small businessman. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. You guys, well, I saw on your Instagram page, you said... Um, one property, you can get one property, I guess, like in the, in the area, well, somewhere, I don't know where in America, but you can get one property for $45,000, and that could generate an income of $800 a month, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get nine mobile homes for 45000 and that generates an income of $2,700 a month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Profit margins. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually made that post. <laughs> okay, okay. First lady. But, right, right, right. First Let's lady. Go, right, first lady in mobile homes. <laughs> but um, I definitely did that just to kind of show the margins as far as, you know, when we say like mobile homes is the highest cash on cash return on any form of real estate. So in that specific example, I kind of used the numbers that I got from one of my realtor friends who ended up purchasing a property for 45000 In that situation, she was a landlord. They were renting it out for 8000 So in that case again we always look at long term the 60 month terms because we normally put our um, tenant buyers on seller finance for 60 months so in that case if she's making in five years she made a little bit over 45,000 so kind of close to like 40 that 48,000 mark so she made her money back but I took that same number and I was like look let me compare that 45,000 to what you can do in the mobile home game so with 45000 in a mobile home game, again, if you're sticking at that $5,000 range that myself and Byron stick to, oh, nine then, yeah, nine houses. Nine houses for 45000 right? Remember, we talked a little bit about earlier about that seller finance, putting our tenant buyers on payments. Now, if you're putting them on payments for a minimum of $300 a month, mind you, we're no landlords in this situation. So we have no landlord responsibility. We're playing the bank. So in that $300 a month for nine homes, you're looking at $2,700 a month, again, in cash flow. So you already tripling your cash flow profit. So now let's look at five years. How much you looking to make in five years? Over It's like over $160,000. I can't remember. I think it's $162,000. So you've tripled your initial investment investing in mobile homes. So then it's like when people always ask us, like, why do y'all stick to mobile homes? That's why. Byron? Good job, man. <laughs> she knows our numbers. Right, man. Yeah, that was impressive. Whoa. That was impressive. So, so yeah, in the next segment, we're going to talk about education, and we're going to talk about scaling and a few other things in the last one. All right. So in the last segment, we're going to talk about education, scaling. But before I start, I want I just had a quick question. So, all right, there's three different like there's different ways how like real original real estate, right? You like buy and hold and um, make money off of cash flow, or you can 
you know, flip properties, right? So um, I know right now your main focus is flipping, but is there is there um, profit in buying and holding and getting like um, cash flow from mobile homes as well? Oh man, definitely. For example, uh, man, I got to give a shout out to one of our students, Harold, but he's down in uh, Georgia, and he purchased a mobile home for fifteen hundred, put a thousand into it, and what he did was. He saw opportunity with truckers. He understand a lot of guys stay extended stays. Mm-hmm. So he rented out per room, $500 per room of his mobile home, right? Okay. So think about it. He got his money back in like three months. Mm-hmm. Now he's making all profit. He just created $1,000 cash flow. Well, I'll say this. He paid, I think his lot rent is like $375. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, in that, right around that range. But at the same time, he's still bringing in close, you know, over 600 bucks. A, a month just cash flow so your, your the the lot fee plus the whatever your charge for rent that's what gives you the total rent price mm-hmm. correct okay yep. so what's your, what's your what's your vision to scale like what's your what's your plans on scaling um for your for your personal uh business brand and so we definitely want mobile home parks mm-hmm. um so the larger goal with that is to get an acquisition where we find somebody who has a portfolio 10 20 mobile home parks that's looking kind of just to retire right um, and just pretty much purchase that portfolio and just build from there and really open up the floodgates for more people to invest in mobile homes. Is that just, is that just something like just being in an industry you'll know? Or is there like a database where you can see like these people own this amount of mobile parts? Right. So we've been doing our homework. We got the top 100 companies um, that, that do it. Literally, to be in the top 100, if you own over 15 mobile home parks, you are in the top 100 of the companies. How, how, how much does it cost for a mobile home park? So now the prices went up. Um, I would say on an average for 50 pads plus, you're looking at about like 1.2, depending on the region, 1.2 mil, 2 million. Uh, really depends on the region, right? I've seen parks for that has 100 pads that was going for 1.2 mil. Pad is just the area that's designated for the... Exactly. For the how, how much revenue can I bring in on a year? Wow. So, man, <laughs> that's a great question. So, for example, um, I look at it if you have, let's say you have... 200 pads, right? And then you're getting a, you're getting a 400 bucks uh, per pad. Normally, most for a park to be occupied, fully occupied, you're looking at a good park, 95%, right? 95% of those houses are filled. So if you look at your cash flow, I might pull out the calculator real quick. <laughs> Troy, I heard you dope with numbers, man. <laughs> Same, I'll, I'll run them in my head. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think, uh, but the cash flow, I, I know I had some, um, uh, some parks that pretty much, but they like netting per month in the, you know, in six figure range, um, and just net after everything. Mm. Um, so I mean, literally a lot of, so lot like of, after a year, you could probably get your million back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. then a hundred thousand, let's say on the low end, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. yeah. you'd be making from that. Mm-hmm. Yes. With like maintenance, you gotta have like maintenance upkeep mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Maintenance guys, you may if you have a park manager that comes with your cost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of course taxes, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of times, if you the the thing what I've learned about in the mobile home park, if you give your uh, if you give the tenants more responsibility, so they're responsible for water, they're responsible. That's how mm-hmm. you cut costs. Really. Also, like the utilities is up to them. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. Dope. My graduates from my school being Forbes bag drop, bag drop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.